Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. But well, we haven't just gathered here to talk about electric sockets. As Let's see how you segue into this one. <laughs> as a podcast, because I don't think there'd be much interest in that. But there is a lot of interest at the moment in interest rates. Oh, very good. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money, and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Hello, Joshua. Hello, Mark, you are. <laughs> it's lovely to be back with you. It's always a pleasure. As we've hit the um, autumn winter season, clocks have gone back. It's really cold, isn't it? It's cold. It's interesting, but it's got very cold at the same time as this. there's this COP26 climate change conference. It's, and it's almost like they've arranged the weather to remind people that we are getting these extreme temperatures now and action needs to be taken. But all these um, private jets flying into the conference <laughs> probably help with that. That'll warm it up again soon. Yeah, and Joe, Pres- US President Joe Biden's motorcade of vehicles filling up side streets and are they energy efficient his vehicles I electric cars are they i don't know that's the question i've no idea where would you charge all those that's a good point and do the charges fit because it's an american cars and it's and it would be british charges and you know when you go abroad you have to change your, you've got different adapters <laughs> so what, how does it work actually, if you've yeah. got an electric car and you go to a different country and then when you go when you go away next time you can never find the right one I'm yeah sure i had three adapters why is there none left <laughs> yeah I think we found a gap in the market. I need to check for what adapters. I'm going away tomorrow. Yeah. Um, They wanted me to give a a speech at this COP26 (laughs) or whatever it is. Now I'm going a little little holiday. So actually I need to check what what adapters I need. So depending when you're listening, tomorrow may not actually be when you're going. But you're going to Dubai. I am. Well, I'm going tomorrow. Obviously, people aren't going to be listening for a couple of weeks until this uh, goes out. And that's just you and the wife? That is just me and the wife. Yeah, it should be nice. Quite quite uh, a long weekend just for two of us. What's the sort of temperatures in Dubai at the moment? It's about 35 during the day. Yeah. And it's about 20 at night. Lovely. That would be yeah. nice to go somewhere in the winter and get sun. Yeah, never been before. So we're looking forward to um, a few days to relax and have a bit of fun and hopefully come back refreshed and not short-tempered with the kids for how long we'll see how long we're at half, half an hour or so it's also um fred flintstone's favorite holiday destination is it yeah why is that mark yabby abu dhabi do yeah to that but we're not going to abu dhabi though no no but it's all part of the same thing okay then, otherwise a joke to make the joke work um i just came back from a sunny part of the world ish where were you we just had half term and we went to cyprus Lovely. Which had temperatures in the mid to late 20s. 
very nice. And uh, the interesting thing, one of the interesting things about Cyprus is we went with our travel adapters all ready for the continental um, sockets where you have to put your plug in and it doesn't always fit. You've got to balance it. But then we got there and they have British plugs in Cyprus. There you go. Did you know that already? Um, I'd forgotten, but I have been to Cyprus and had that same pleasant surprise myself when I got there. So there's all these former Commonwealth countries you can holiday in and you don't have to worry about adapters. There you go. Yeah. But we haven't just gathered here to talk about electric sockets. Let's see how you segue into this one. (laughs) As a podcast, because I don't think there'd be much interest in that. But there is a lot of interest at the moment in interest rates. Oh, very good. Which... um, as a personal finance journalist, this is like um, Christmas, Hanukkah and um, Ramadan rolled into one because we are sitting at the precipice of so the So how room. does that work? You get a big turkey, eight but, nights of it, but you can't eat. You can't eat it, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, worst festival ever. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's rumours abounding that interest rates are set to be hiked by the Bank of England because inflation is spiralling out of control. Um, we just had the Chancellor's budget at the end of October where he and the well he highlighted warnings by the Office of Budget Responsibility, which said inflation is set to hit four percent. That's the cost of living is set to hit four percent by next year. So everyone's bills are going to rise. And we spoke about energy bills in a previous episode. And obviously the market's going through a bit of a crisis there and we've both seen our suppliers collapse and could be facing hikes in our bills and food and um, clothes and everything. Transport could all be also increasing as inflation increases. And one way that uh, the rate of inflation, that the one way that you can you bring drive. down yeah, a little bit, and I'm talking your words tonight, yeah. <laughs> One tool that the Bank of England, which is supposed to control inflation and has a target of 2%. So what yeah. if it's 4%, four that's not very good, is it? One, it? one way it could try to bring it down is by rise, increasing interest rates, which, as you know, are at record lows at the moment. Oh, yeah, 0.1%. Yeah. So any rise uh, will excite personal finance journalists because it gives you a lot to write about especially as you hit the Christmas quieter season. But also, I think it's a bit of a concern because you've got all these people who, over the past 18 months, have got used to low interest rates, um, which has seen mortgage pricing fall to record lows, cheap loans, um, all those are the main things, I guess, with your financial products. Things have got, financial products have got cheaper. Yeah, I wouldn't say people have got used to it over the last 18 months. I say people got used to it over the last 13 years. Yes. So for a lot of people in our sort of age bracket, are we I think we're just about we are the, just la- the last millennials. millennials. Yeah. People in our age bracket, sort of late 30s, may have bought their first home in the last 13 years. Yeah. And therefore have only ever had low interest rates. Hmm. Yeah, because I remember just before the financial crisis in 2008 when interest rates were 4 or 5% or something and then they had just come down and down and down and then they went to, what was it, 0.5 and I can't remember where they used to be now. And then the pandemic hit and they were sliced immediately to 0.1% to help shore up the banking system and ensure that 
homeowners and businesses didn't, didn't sort of go bust. But now that era could be coming to an end as the Bank of England tries to control everything. Yeah, the the base rate was at uh, 5.75% in July 2007. Okay. So it got increased to 5.75% in July 07. That was the highest it had been since February 2001, just to add a bit of uh, context. Yeah. And then pretty much every couple of months after that, they kept knocking it down a quarter of a percent. I remember at the time I was on a tracker mortgage with Halifax. Yeah. And every month I'd get a letter saying, you're mortgage payments again. Yeah. I thought this is fantastic. It was the first time I'd had a mortgage. I thought this is amazing. <laughs> Probably what got me into finance. Yeah. Um, and they took it all the way down to um, where did they go down to? It went down to half a percent in March 09. Yeah. And then sort of played around. It's been sort of bounced around that level for 11 years since. It went to quarter of a percent in 2016, up to half a percent the next year, up to three quarters of a percent the year after. And then, as you say, during the pandemic, went down to a quarter of a percent and then to 0.1. So depending on well, this when this podcast goes out, interest rates could be higher. And, and that's what the experts are saying, that it's going to go up again. So there's a lot of headlines where there are warnings of this making finance more expensive for borrowers because if interest rates go up, a lot of the products linked to that will be pricier. So if you're on a tracker mortgage and you're so say you're paying one percent or one percentage point over base rate, I've done some calculations. Here. Oh yeah, that's yeah. good. So say you have a um, two hundred and fifty thousand pound mortgage. I've got a two hundred and fifty thousand pound mortgage at over twenty five years, and you're paying one percent over base. So your interest rate is one point one percent. Yeah. So you're currently paying £953.54 per month. Okay. Which is great. So, but then what if the Bank of England, at its Monetary Policy Committee, says we're going to move the base rate back to 0.75%. Mm. So suddenly your interest rate is 1.75%. Even you can do that one. So your monthly payments then go over a grand to £1,029. So what was it originally? Nine hundred and nine hundred and hold on. So originally it was nine hundred and nine hundred and fifty-three pounds fifty-four. So it's adding about seventy pounds a month. Yeah. It's not so insignificant, is it? It's not, because then over a year, seventy pounds times twelve is eight hundred and forty pounds. Fantastic math, Mark. Thank you. It's almost as if I have a calculator in front of me. So yeah, it may seem a small amount. And well, for some, it will be a large amount over a month, but over a year, it's adding almost an extra grand to your fine, to your outgoings. Along with all the other increases that are yeah. happening. I mean, we're not we're not sort of saying this to sort of worry people, are we? But you're just sort of saying what the, the facts. No one needs to panic or stress about it, but the chances are your payments are going to go up. The good thing is when mortgage lenders make their decisions as to what you can borrow and whether they accept you. They, they stress test. Mm. They, they decide what you can borrow using calculations that if the rates went up by a few percent to make sure you could still afford it. So all being well, when the rates do go up, people should still be able to afford their mortgage. But what it means is there's less disposable income in their pockets for other things. Mm. And that's sort of what, one of the reasons that it has an impact on inflation because if you've got less money to buy other things, 
Therefore, goods aren't selling and therefore the prices are less likely to increase on those goods and, and other bits and pieces. But how worried do you think you should be if you're now looking to get a new mortgage or remortgage? Because our lender's going to turn around and say, well, interest rates are going up. So now we're going to increase our pricing because obviously interest rates are one thing that mortgage lenders look at when they set their deals. Are we, are we looking at the end of cheap mortgages? No, I don't think you need to worry at all because although rates are starting to creep up, they are still ridiculously low. I was looking at a mortgage for a client today and they're still available at a five-year fixed rate at 0.99%. Now, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, you wouldn't have got anywhere near that. So don't. I don't think you need to stress even if rates go up, they're still going to be low, just not as low as they are today or they were last month. But relatively, do you think people should worry? Because that, those that's going up as well as energy bills, food. I'm going to say no, that you shouldn't worry, but it looks like you want a yes. So you tell me, why no, do you think I do, people I, should I, worry? I, just, I, I don't think you should worry. I think you should prepare. I think it's easy to say don't worry, but I, I think you should have it in mind that things are going to get more expensive. And you need to take steps. Yeah, if you are um, living, not hand to mouth, because that's not not what I'm thinking of, but if you are pretty much spending every penny that comes in, mm-hmm. then you do need to start looking at your finances budget properly. Um, because what, you, what your outgoings are going to go up. So you need to break your outgoings into sort of different categories, your essentials, such as your mortgages, such as your energy bills, your food, your schooling or whatever it, whatever it is, things that you have to pay. But the, the sort of luxury column, which might be your holidays so to buy or your electric cars, you might have to spend a bit less on those. So rather than your holiday to Dubai, you might have your holiday to Cyprus or you stay in England or whatever it may be. So you will yeah. people, and I'm saying that sort of a bit, it's a bit flippantly, but I'm, I'm, I mean it seriously. That yeah, if you if you are on the cusp of of going into overdraft and spending every penny a month, you, you need to look at the the luxuries and, and cut back where required. And everyone's circumstances are different. For some people, it's a holiday. For some people, it's a car. For other people, it might be a question of shopping in Lidl instead of M and S or whatever comparison you want to use it might nice be a stuff in Lidl Lidl's middle yeah, yeah I'm not criticising yeah. it it's Lidl, Lidl. Yeah. or it might be that if you go out for a meal instead of I don't know what's an expensive restaurant I don't really go to expensive I restaurants. saw Bay's new restaurant the, the gold, golden steak a tomahawk steak yeah I mean that's probably yeah. a bit higher than I was thinking but rather than Domino's pizza you might have Papa John's or whatever the comparison is so other yeah, pizza just, brands are available yes um, but I don't think people. I don't think you have to start worrying and, and panicking. Most people that that I um, look after, mortgage-wise, tend to go for a fixed rate. Yeah. They like the security um, of knowing that whatever happens in the world, their rate is guaranteed for two years, five years, or whatever it may be. Yes, we do arrange tracker mortgages, and often we do that when we are under the impression the rates are going to go down. So yeah. we had a lot of people a few years ago that had those or a year and a half ago. Um, 
So it's a lot of people aren't going to be impacted immediately by the change in base rate and the change in mortgage rates. It's going to be when they come to remortgage in one, two, three, four, five years' time. But why are you expecting people who went onto trackers last year or the last year and a half to start phoning you tomorrow or they won't be able to reach you? But if interest rates go up tomorrow, <laughs> are they going to say, Josh, I need you to put me on a fix now? Um, it depends on what their expectations are of how high interest rates are going to go. So if they go back to um, three quarters of a percent, which is what they were before the pandemic, mm. that in that example that you gave, that's an extra sort of 70-odd pounds a month. So it's going to depend on the individual as to how much of an impact that's going to have, have for them. And what, and what people have to remember is that they've had, they had the benefit on the way down yeah. So unless they wanted to fix when they're at the bottom, they then have to take the other side of it where it costs a bit more when it goes up. But it shouldn't be worse off. I have had for the first time in many years people calling me to say, well, my rate, is it worth me paying the penalty to get out of my fixed rate now that I took mm -hmm. out one, two, three, four years ago and taking out another deal whilst rates are quite low? Yeah, I saw you were quoted in the Sunday Times about that. Well spotted. I do read widely. Look at you. Um, and I haven't had those calls for a while, actually, Yeah, which makes makes me think that sometimes you hear rumours about rates going up, but when you get clients calling about it, more people have picked up on it and you think it's more likely to happen. Mm. And have, what, what, what did you say to those people? It depends on the individual. We've done calculations for, for different people. So I had one client who had a penalty on their current mortgage of 3% hmm. on their balance of, uh, what was their balance? I think it was a million pounds on their mortgage. wasn't worth paying the, the 30 grand penalty to, to get out of it. For a what million they pound save. mortgage? Yeah. What, were you saying that's a lot or a little? That seems like a lot. Well, it's relative, isn't it? You know, it depends yeah. on the, your lifestyle and the type of property. I had another client who, um, in fact, their mortgage was a similar amount, but for them, it was worth paying the penalty of 1% because we were going to save about 0.75% a year in interest over five years. Uh, so it, it, it varies depending on the, on, the, on the circumstances. Okay. I was going to do an optimistic bit about why I don't think they'll raise interest rates. Go on then. Um, and then we can see who's right. And then make, you, who, and I haven't podcast, made a prediction. And our podcast editor can <laughs> edit this podcast and it, and it can be all about why they won't rather than why they will. They've got let's hear your optimistic bit and we'll I keep them both in. <laughs> I think, uh, or why it will only be a tiny, teeny rise is because we Hang just... Hang on a minute. No, no, no. Which one okay, are you going for? I don't think we... Here's why, okay, here's why I don't think they should. Let's, they should. Let's, Okay, it's a different one now. Because yeah. um, <laughs> we just come out of this pandemic and and um, you've got um, millions of people who've just, who were still on furlough, on furlough, which only ended in October. So many of those could have lost their jobs. Um, businesses have taken out um, business, coronavirus business interruption loans and bounce back loans, many of which are on variable rates. So they were already on the edge. And so if they now have these loans where the rate's going to increase because interest rates are going up, that's going to potentially push businesses under. And 
I think I said three. Did I say three? I don't know why I'm counting because I never said I'd count. But fourthly, um, we don't know what's happening with the pandemic. Um, there's still talk of plan B, restrictions, potential lockdowns. It would be mad to then put this extra financial pressure on businesses and individuals. The end. Okay. Yeah, look, there's, there's, there's positives and negatives of every policy decision that's made. So, yeah, we just have to see what happens. And if rates go up, there'll be some people that's grateful. So people who've got money sitting in bank accounts earning very little interest will get paid a bit more interest. People who've got debt won't be happy because they've got to pay more on their debt. So there's winners and losers in everything. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember when we were young, in the sort of late 80s, yeah. October 89, they put the base rate up to 14.88%. Yes. Now, this is what many of our parents and grandparents always point to when we say, oh, they had it they had it easy and cheap houses and, yeah, easy easy money. But yeah, so it wasn't there for the We're talking though, a different ball game, really, aren't we? Yeah. Well, wage, the link between wages and house prices was closer as well, wasn't it? There's less of a gap. Yes, but I think it does put it into perspective a bit. We're talking about 0.1% or 0.75%. Regardless of the fact whether people have got used to that or not, that is a ridiculously low interest rate to borrow money at. Mm. And hopefully most sensible individuals would realise that that is not sustainable for a lifetime. They're probably not going to have a 25-year mortgage at that sort of level. So even if rates got back to sort of 5%, that sort of level that they were, like we said, around 2007, 2008, I don't think that's necessarily a long-term problem. But is it, I just wonder how expensive other things were in that, when, when was it, 1989, did you say? 87? Yeah. When, when interest rates did go up to 14%. Where we in this other situation where we had a supply crisis, you can um, oil prices at record highs, the energy market. I don't know. Well, if you were if you were good podcast host, you would have prepared for that, and you know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, people in those days just gave back the keys to their house. It wasn't even worth yeah. paying the mortgage. They just didn't bother. And that's not, we don't want to get into that situation. You know, we don't, I hope that doesn't happen. But what, but, but what I'm also saying is people got to be sensible. And if you thought rates were going to be at 0.1% forever, you've got another thing coming, Jim, lad. Uh, you also touched on savings rates there as well. I did, yeah. Technically, uh, if, if interest rates go up, then banks should also be putting up their savings rates because... Head deals are often linked to that as well, but that hasn't really happened in the past. And do you think it's likely to happen this time? I think so, actually, because we're starting to see saving rates creep up as well. And that's usually based on the expectations of base rates going up. So banks are usually a bit slower to pass on the benefits to their savers. So we're probably... They lag it by a few months, whereas the, the mortgages seem to go up straight away. But I think they will pass it on. Do you think it'll be significant, Ray? 
It all depends on what the rate goes to. So, and what you consider significance. If you were saying mortgage rates going from 0.1 to 0.75 is significant, yeah. that then certain if saving rates go to that sort of differential as well, then that's also significant. Yeah, but I mean, if at the same time inflation is four percent, you ideally want a savings rate that's more than that. You do, but you can't sort of argue both sides of it. You're saying it's great that you can borrow below the cost of inflation. Well, then you can't moan if your savings are below the rate of inflation. I don't know if I can argue about that because then the- I said you can't moan. Moan. In fact, I don't know what I said. Do I, I think you said argue, but let's not argue about it. Um, so I think you can moan or argue about whether it's fair to have mortgage rates below the rate of inflation, but um, interest, but savings rates above it. Because if banks charged, if banks offered higher savings rates, they could attract more deposit money that they could then use to lend out for mortgages. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. So the, the savings and the mortgage rates sort of go hand in hand. If a bank offers a savings rate of 5%, they can't lend it out at 2% because they make a loss. The whole point is they have to lend it out at more than they pay out for the savers. That's a good point. That's how banks work. That is how banks work. Okay. Yeah. So that's... Uh, We'll, we'll leave that one there. <laughs> Is there anyone who you think an interest rate rise will impact the most? People who, what, positively or negatively? Both. Uh, positively, who will it impact the most? It will be people who are reliant on, the, on their savings, who don't necessarily hold investments and are reliant on interest from savings. Often the elderly and lower income elderly, so people that might not have private pensions and ISAs and things. So I think they will benefit. But I'm not talking about massively. It'll take time to get to a big benefit, but it all counts. People that will be negatively impacted will be people who are either on tracker mortgages, as we said, or people who are looking to to refinance and have have potentially got used to um, the lower rates but, and I think as well, there'll be opportunities there. Some people will just, were just getting by, won't be able to afford mortgages anymore. So they'll yeah. be, have to sell properties. There'll be opportunities for investors there. Okay. That may be all we have time for. Is that all we've got time for or, or we run out of things to talk about? That's all I can think to talk about <laughs> on interest Lovely. rates. Great. It's been a pleasure. Thank you and Dubai. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. Well, next episode, I'll, we can hopefully, uh, hopefully I can tell you all about it. Great. And let's see what, what the interest rates are then. Please remember, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice. But if you do need support, feel free to contact us on Twitter. You can reach me at Mark Schoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on your podcasting app. That helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being in for a penny. penny.